got to switch it up every now and then, bro. You got you got to switch up the intro. Just let people know, like, I'm paying attention. Who are these guys? Who are these guys? That's me when I was younger, bro. Anyway, this was legit. I'm 42. I was 18. I don't know. Math. 24 years ago? No way. Yeah, bro. It's still relevant. Still relevant. Bro. Look at that. Look. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast with us today. Another business owner. Another Mexican business owner. And the official pre-game party spot for everyone that cruises out from the Emo Brown Social Club. But before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, this episode and all of our episodes is brought to you by the Emo Brown Social Club members, as well as the wonderful people at Grasshopper, bringing you all of your medicinal and recreational fun goodies, gummies, pre-rolls, todo el pedo. Pay them a visit. They're open every day. Bring your card. Get your discount. Drop our name. Get your discount. It's all for a good cause. Ladies and gentlemen, with us today, the owner the co-founder, the proprietor, the operator, the check writer, the champagne of beer pourer, El Compita, Elias Delgado, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm not bullshitting you when I tell you that you are the official, like, pre-gaming spot for us. Anytime I go to a Padre game, which, fuck, it seems to be like four or five times a week when they're in town, we're always out there. I haven't had food yet. Because I'm always in a hurry. Yeah, it's always like, get one quick, a mm. couple quick. Y vámonos. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the best part about it, I love the location because it's away from everything. Like, you cruise in. There's always parking. You know, there's always parking. You cruise in right off of the 94. It leads me right into your fucking spot on, fifth, on 16th and F. Yes. 16th and F. I take it right there. It's bottle rocket. Yes. And there's birds and there's lifts, you know, so it's like I can get those bike, the little scooters, and then we just gun it to the stadium, there's bro. There's always a stack of them right in front of, like, in front of the front door, so it's always <gasps> like... Elias, tell me a little bit about yourself, bro. So, Welcome in here. I know I've I'm seen excited. you a couple of times, but this is our first sit-down where we meet and shoot the shit. Handle it. I'm excited. So, yeah, uh, Elias Delgado, uh, my friends are all my industry people call me Eli, and that's how they know me as, and then that's how I go by, but all my... Uh, kind of a brown skin folks. Mm, they, mm. they can say it. Elias. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> That's funny. Cause we were talking about this before. So what is it? Eli or Elias? No. Well, it depends. Cause I told you, it's like when I was in third grade, I went to Tiffany elementary in Bonita, Miss Howater, bro. That was her name. Miss, my, my teacher's <laughs> name was Miss Howater. She had red hair and um, she kind of looked like Lucille Ball. I love Lucy. And she said, she pulled me aside. She said, Stefan, I'm going to call you Steve. And I was like, in third grade, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Call me Steve. That's fine. And ever since then, it just stuck. Steve, 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 Steve. And there was a, per- a period when I was like, no, my name is Esteban, bro. I would wear a sarape to school, bro. <laughs> bro, I was weird. Well, I was a fucking weird kid. So you telling me like, oh, you know, it's Eli because all, all, all my industry folks and all of yeah. these friends. I get it, bro. Yeah, that started like in college for me. Like I went to college and uh, everybody's like, uh, Elias? No, no, it's Elias. And they're like, what? And I was like, Eli. Oh, I can say that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Eli, and that's what stuck. And then after that, it was like all my like old school homies from like, you know, middle school, high school and stuff. They're still calling me that. My family, of course. But everybody that like in the industry and stuff like that, Eli. It is what it is, right? I'm cool with it. I answered it both. What's your, what's your, uh, how'd you get into this industry? How did you make your, your presence known here in the San Diego, like uh, so beverage and service industry? After college, I went to SF State. So after Oh, my college, sister went there. Just go Gators. Nice. <laughs> When'd you graduate? Uh, 2011. You know what? Oh shit! Maybe you know my yeah. sister. Hell yeah! All Dude, right, I, cool. I I I, uh, I was on our on RA for a couple of years, so I lived on campus. It was that's the only way I could afford it, uh-huh. which is fucking rad. Dude, San Francisco was expensive as shit, bro. Hell yeah! <laughs> so when I first moved up there, it was eight hundred bucks 
for my share was 800 bucks for a two bedroom apartment with one window. And I, and I paid 800 because I had the one window. <laughs> the whole house had one, one window, window and, and it was and in your bedroom. And that was, and it was a hundred dollars more. And I lived there with a uh, two Hmong uh, brother and sister. And it was like, they're like straight dude. Like it's down the middle. But since you're got the bigger room, it's going to be like an extra hundred bucks. And I was like, Oh fuck it, dude, whatever. I'll do it. And I get a window. Yeah. And I get one <laughs> window. Right. They're pretty chill. Like they always had like, you know, bomb ass, like a papaya salad and uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. But, one funny thing is like the dude would bring his girlfriend over and they'd all share the same room. And I was the like, sister was in there too. And I was like, I was kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Ugh. have a little shame. Go get a hotel. Yeah, something, dog. Right. Like, Hey, you want to take a walk? Here's like, you know, here's a couple bucks, go to the bar or something. How did you oh, enjoy the, the Bay living life? bro? Uh, man, it was cool, man. I mean, uh, that was a pretty short period of time uh, that I was living with them. But then I, I, I got that job on campus and that's where I met my wife. Oh, nice. And, yeah. It was, it was, Fantastic. Like those, those years that I was up there, it was very different. The Bay was complete. I mean, it's California. Are you originally from down I'm here? Born and raised. Yeah. I'm where, yeah. whereabouts here? So I was actually, you, we're proud of this. I was Go born ahead. Bayview Hospital. Where right you here, yeah. But oh, um, I grew up in between like, well, I, my, my parents' house where I grew up in is in South Crest, uh-huh. right there in Shelltown. But I went to school in Logan. All right. So I know it's like a mile and a half or whatever. It's but, a big mile, though. But exactly, it's like <laughs> it's you're, a big you're, mile. There's a lot, like big difference. <laughs> and it was like you know, middle school and shit. It was like, how you know them home? How you know them homies? And I was like, hey, I, I live, I play baseball here, but I go to school over there and like shit like that. So it was always kind of be like, it's different. <laughs> Duh. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the, the more pressing concern, the question that people are going to have is like, how does a San Diego burrito pair up to your San Francisco Bay Area uh, burritos does, that you probably inhaled does, for four years? Fuck, do they suck up there? True or false? Wrapped in aluminum. Always. True or false? Do they have rice in them as filler? Always. Fuck. Say less, bro. Yeah, dude. No rice. more. I don't want anyone. I don't uh, even want to keep black going. Beans. <laughs> black uh, beans. Yeah. I the, believe they call it black uh, <laughs> Texas caviar. <laughs> and then like lechuga. And I'm like, dude, this is not a burrito. And everybody's like, oh, the the famous mission burrito. I was like, Stop. missing this the stuff. mark, bro. It sucks. So you lived in the bay. Yeah. How was it though, man? Yeah, I mean, cool. like, the only reason I asked, uh-huh. me and one of my homies went up for my birthday, me and Gus, we went up for my birthday to watch the Potters and the Giants. We've been to the Bay many times. You know, we love to take our families up there. We've gone like two times a year for as long as I can remember. We know we have a hotel that we stay in, the restaurants that we hit up, the bars, the breweries, boom, boom, boom. We went up this time. Obviously, there's a pandemic. Okay. Yes, we get that. But then it's just, there were so many displaced people, man. You know, San Francisco, the Bay in general always has that, uh, that uh, fame, notoriety, infamous for having a lot of like homelessness and and just kind of like, you know, it's like the shell game. You just kind of move it from one eye to the eye to the one to the other. And then you just see them moving from one area to, well, well this time around it was it, San Francisco downtown. It was just overwhelmed, bro. It was, it was just nobody overwhelmed. Nobody's going to work. Nobody's so going to work. Are, yeah, everything's it, closed. Yeah, everything's closed. So all these buildings that were there, they, you know, Twitter and mm-hmm. Adobe mm-hmm. and Yelp and all these buildings yeah. that are downtown, like, all the They're tech empty. firms are closed. Yeah. So guess what? What's going to, I mean, that we kind of saw that too down here. In yes, downtown. sir. Yeah. When the pandemic was like, like last summer when it was kind of like in the thick of it, all these pieces were boarded up still downtown on fifth and sixth. And they're like, a lot of homes were like, cool, I'm just set up shop here. Ain't nobody coming in. Cause they're out. They're out. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. They kind of thought like, let's, let's run this show, you know, and it was, it, it sucks. So, but up in the Bay and the homeless thing, we were so like, Campus is so far away 
from downtown that yeah. we rarely saw. Anymore. You guys like are in a community like atmosphere. I remember walking like by a bunch of like full house looking houses or Miss oh, Doubtfire looking yes. houses just to get onto your campus. Yeah, it's. It's chill. It's, it's a very nice area, man. It's very, it's still very high class, but just like everything else, it has its dark side. And I'm like, whoa, this is a lot different than what it used to be. Yeah, they all do. If you, it's uh, so at the SF State stop. If you keep on taking that the Muni, maybe like four or five stops later, and it's like, oh shit, like, where'd I go? Yeah. <laughs> so like, you did your time in San Francisco, got your degree. Yeah. Which is your degree in? Uh, speech therapy. El vato. Yeah. Okay. So I thought I, that was gonna be like my calling. So mm-hmm. I was like, cool. I'm, a, I'm gonna apply, but. I was a student, like what's it called the, I was working just as a student or whatever. I forget what it's called. And my job, I had to be a student to have the job. Okay. So when I graduated, I thought I was going to go back to school and like go to my master's and all that shit. I didn't get in. So, you know, I was already with my girlfriend, my wife at the time. And I was like, Hey, don't worry. I'm going to go back to San Diego. I already have a job down here. Like hustler. Yeah. I'm going to just I got reapply this. and go back. I uh, never reapplied. Just didn't work out. Wasn't in the cards for me. Like after like having some soul searching, I was like, uh, "Is this really for me?" Yeah, yeah. It, it was a. Uh, I really had to look di- look deep inside. I don't know if any of that have like sp- people with kids or have any uh, speech therapists out there. It's it's a tough gig, and um, having to having to see a parent just bring their baby to you and be like, "Fix him." I want yeah, yeah, to yeah. hear him talk, and you being saying like, "Maybe talking is not going to be it." Really? Oh my like, gosh. There's, there's so many different things that happen with that. And like just the heartbreak and just, I was just, you know, in a clinic and doing my shadowing. And I was like, I don't think that's crazy. I can do this like for a career, like over and over and over. And I was like, yeah, but then you get some breakthroughs and it's so rewarding, but I just, the highs might be really high, but the, the lows, lows are low. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. You know, I, our middle child, uh, Jackson, um, he has a speech therapist and it, it, he, it's not necessarily that he couldn't speak. He was just very delayed in speaking. And we, we, we would just notice he's very, um, como se dice? Bien chiqueado cuando habla, bro. It's very, very, very like almost lazy and just like, you know? So we took him, once we got into a preschool and then got into a, the kindergarten, there was a program available through speech therapy. And a professor's name is Mr. Sierney. And big ups to Mr. Sierney, bro. He unlocked our kid and just let it all out, you know? Like, and because there's nothing worse for a parent than just like, wow, you know what? comparing them to his older brother, you know, we have three kids. So the middle child, you know, we we would compare it to the others. Like, well, Sonny used to get down and do this and this and that. And Jackie's not. And even the younger brother, you know, Oliver's doing this. But Jackson, man, this last year, he's, he's knocked down a bunch of barriers, a bunch of walls. So now we're ready to send that little Changuito into class. He's like (laughs) a strapping second grader ready to party. And, and, you know, now he doesn't shut up. Now it's like, now it's a matter of, bro. Like he, he's at the, at the, at the table, always like talking like, mama, you get it. And mama, you get it. And it's like, all right, cool. Cool. So we're, we're happy. I, I would have been rad if you did that, bro. Cause you have that kind of personality. You, you, you're very easy to speak to. You know, you're, you're, you seem very kind hearted. I'm sure there's going to, we're going to dig deep into, into it. Yeah, you're we're going to dig deep into you. This is just but the outer crust. That is a very <laughs> rewarding um, profession. It is. And, but like I said, I was like, this bit. It's it's not for me. It's not like uh, you're selling things or you're dealing with people's lives and mm-hmm. people actually, you know, proceed throughout their development, whether they be a child or an adult. And I like the I also like the adult stuff, but it's like you're gonna you affect these people's qualities of life like directly. Yeah, from and, the get. And that's like a, that's a heavy. You <laughs> I know, don't doubt thing it. To carry, and I was like, hey, you know, maybe that's not for me. So I like came back to San Diego and I'm like working and I was at working for the, like the city of National City um, Park. Caretaker assistant. That was, uh, yeah, that's my uh, that was my official position. Uh, so you know, 
people in orange shirts that are like cleaning up trash and shit mm-hmm. and cleaning the bathrooms. That was me. Nice. Did that for five years. Three like before I moved. People who don't want to pay tickets. So you had outstanding tickets and warrants. Uh, yeah. you, all right. That's a clever way um, to say that you're a parks and rec. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it was cool. Like pretty much, you know, all the, all three parks, you know, mode, you know, Guido, like the whole shit. So I did that, that, that whole thing for a long time. And my wife's like, well, good girlfriend. She was like, what are you doing? You have a degree. Like do something else. Mm-hmm. Like, not that, that no shame not, in that game. Not that, no, and I'm not, but it's I know like, many people who are landscapers yeah, who raise a family and, and send and them I'm, to college. But and, that, yeah. She was like, but like you've been doing that for a while and you've kind of like, you saw that you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like you've been doing that for a while. You don't like it. So why are you like, why are you, you know, stuff like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to do other shit. Um, it's easy to get complacent, bro. Yeah. It's easy to get stuck in that routine. It's like, I know, I know my check is coming. I know my insurance is there. That allows me freedom to do other things. But then it's like, it comes to the point where it's like, fuck, is this it? This is, this is, this is the little uh, hamster wheel that I'm going to get stuck on for year after year yeah. to decade to my life till retirement. It's like, nah. And like you said, so for some people, that, that's straight. Yeah. They, they, that's cool. That's They're what they want. For sure. Cool. But she knew that that's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, she pushed right. you. Yeah. Like she always said, thank God. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, and she was like, so go, go do something else. So I ended up. Getting a job at Nordstrom, right? Okay. So I was like, now I'm sorry, so now I'm selling shoes. Not that El Bundy. She wanted to be El Bundy over here. Well, all right. No, ma'am. Uh, not that I really wanted to do that, but it's just like, oh, this pays a whole lot more. And it's like a sales job, you know, because commission and shit. So in order for me, like, so I got You're a smooth job. talker too, fool. Yeah, I got the job and I'm like, hell yeah, let's go celebrate. We celebrated at my favorite beer bar, the Regal Beagle. Mm. So I'm there and my buddy Jesse, uh, who now is co-owner of Sidecar, one of the, also in their little- Group was like, dude, thank God you're here. Like, this is awesome. Do you want a job? And I'm like, what? He's like, we're looking for door people. We need a door guy, check IDs or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I went from having like one job to three off the fact. So okay. I, I, I quit the landscaping thing. And then I just like, cool, I'll work full time. So I did, I did like 60 to 70 hours a week for like two years. Get money time. Yeah. Get money. Stacking I, chips. I, I was like grinding. I was grinding. I was like, you know, checking ideas at the door. And before you know it, it, it stopped being just checking IDs, but like, let's go bust some tables. Let's go wash some dishes. Let's go change some kegs. Let's do this. The let's utility player. Yeah. And so I started to learn kind of like the basis of what it was to have, like to be in like a beer bar, mm. you know, it's 24 rotating taps. You just celebrated a 10 year anniversary or sorry, 11. Hell yeah. Last Saturday was fucking awesome. I was there getting drunk. Um, and I, I get in and they were like, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like I've always had that like attraction to craft beer. Like when I was in the Bay, excuse me, Magnolia, that's like right off of Hayda Ashbury. It's like Magnolia Brewing Company. I, we spent so much time there. And that's an older one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Seller maker. So I'm, the, the other one that uh, was pretty prominent at the time was Prohibition. Prohibition. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, so it was, it was rad. Like, so I was like, cool. I'm in the beer scene. Like, this is Kip. This is cool. It's like, it's like cracking. It's like 2012 maybe. Yeah. So I was like, oh. This still, is- still in the thick of it, of, yeah. the, of the fun times. So... Before you know, it, I'm like banging at the door, like, dude, you, like, I need to get behind the bar. Like, I need to get behind the bar. I need to get behind the bar. I need to get behind the bar. So they finally put me behind the bar, and I, I was like, cool, give me more shifts, <laughs> and I'll quit Nordstrom. And I'll just concentrate on this, right? So, and that's what happened. They, what did wifey say? Was she uh, on board with it? She was. You know, she was actually. She was about it. Good. She nice. Was about it. She was like, you know, if you really like that. Um, just follow it. Is that, yeah. that What's the end game? Is yeah, this what it, you're gonna want to do yeah. forever? Or? And the end game was always like. I'm, if I'm going to do this, it's because I want to own my own spot. Like that, that was that was the end game. Like the end game was like I want to have my baby that I can like 
essence is mine. I can create you know, it, cultivate it, it and make it my own. But it's one thing to just say, hey, I'm going to buy your spot. Boom. And have money. have no experience doing it. Whether or coming in from the fucking bottom, knowing how to wash dishes and, you know, prep food and doing whatever to kind of grind your way up. One option will get you there in a GIF. You'll get a turnkey. You get in and you start operating. You may not have the background. You may not know have the wherewithal. But if you surround yourself with people, hey, sometimes it works. The other one, like you said, you start from the bottom. You crawl your way, you, you you inch by inch, position by position, shift by shift until the point where it's like, you know, I know this operation inside and out. Yeah, if and somebody then, can just front some money, I can take it over. <laughs> and even then, I still don't know. I still, yeah. I'm still learning constantly. Yep. But, you know, I know what it is to give good service. I know what it is, you know, to have clean beer. I know what it is, you know, kind of like some pillars that wherever you go. If you have that as a foundation, yeah. that's pretty much you can build on it, yeah. bro. You know, I mean- I'm going to equate it to my golf coach. Oh, my golf okay. coach would tell me, he's like, yo, if your feet are, you have a firm foundation with your feet, if you have a solid grip and a swing that goes through and complete it, everything else is everything else. You got to have those three things in order to have a good swing. If you have clean lines, if you have great customer service and you have knowledge beyond the bar, everything else is everything else. You can build upon those three things and excel. It, it's true. Like, and there you are. You go, <laughs> so uh, to get back to the, the story, I was there. Then um, they opened up their second location, the Regal Seagull, which is up in Lucadia. And they needed more shifts up there. So I'm like, cool, go over there. And then I, I become the, the beverage buyer there for, you know, shortly after. And that's where I started make, getting a lot of, uh, making the connections. You know, getting to know reps, getting to know people, you know. And that's, you know, how I got to know Caesar which I'm so glad he's St. Paul Sinaloa. <laughs> so the beer guy here. Oh, you say it, <laughs> if you say it one more time, that fool's going to knock on the door. Candy man. Candy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I, I started doing that and my wife's like, cool. Like, so what now? Right. And uh, I'm like, well, this is paying pretty good. Mm -hmm. you know? Mind you, for the most of this uh, era, my wife and I were doing long distance. So she was still in the Bay. She was still in school? Yeah, no, she oh. was still in the Bay. Okay, it's her. So her family's from the Bay. Her family's from Modesto, so okay. Central California. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's an hour and a half. So she uh, she was still up there and we were doing the long distance thing. And it was like, so is this going to be it? Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I am, but I, I know that the end game is trying to get my own spot. So we get married. Mm. And during this whole time, I'm like, okay, I'm moving back up. I'm, I'll, I'll move to, to the bay um one of my dear friends hannah her family owns perry's cafes they have like three of them up there and i was like cool i'll probably get in there you know start start bartending and i'll have a gig like right off the bat and going back and forth and she's like no i'm ready for a change i oh. was like okay so she moved down and she was she had a, and she had never been down here before she had visited and stuff like that but never long term yeah. all right she um we're a beautiful city yeah you she's know? doing a great job she's working at macy's.com so she's she, my, my wife's Amazing, intelligent, smart, fucking awesome. She can work remote from pretty much yeah. if she's doing that. Oh, she's working remote now. She's been Hell yeah. for, for like a year, like a year and a half. But um, we get married, which is awesome. She uh, comes down and then before I know it, start getting a little, little nest egg. At the same time, when we're already married, uh, one of my partners, Matt, he had, you know, just talking and stuff. And he was like, well, what if we uh, open up another spot? And I'm like, okay, if you have another spot, I got to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I need some points. I need yeah, some action. Exactly. So at one point it was, there were talks about like, like Reno, Nevada. And I'm like, dude, like I'll move up there in a heartbeat. 
but I got I got ownership. I need to get some ownership. Yeah. And it didn't really pan out. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, he gets an email from uh, Coronado Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we're, we're putting up for sale. What's up? And I was like, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Buy it. I was like in his ear, like, you, we have to do it. Like, we have to do this. I was a, I loved Monkey Paul. That mm-hmm. you said, like, pregame. That was my pregame spot. Um, I love that spot. I've made so many friends and stuff in, in there. And I was like, dude, like, we have to buy it. Like, it can't just sit there. You know, that part, that bar, that place has been a bar for like, I don't know, like 40, 50 years. Yeah. So it's, it, it used to be the, the, the whistle jewel box, jewel box, but yeah. I was in, I was in bank and banking finance before. And those guys, like I used to take care of them. So the, this building, man, like on my lunch breaks, me and my partners would go down and just, you know, we'd have some food. We'll use a Philly cheesesteak, some fries with a naughty sauce and a pine or two, and then head back to the office. So my experience with this spot, bro, when I heard like, oh, it's for sale again. Oh, what? Uh, uh. So Coronado took it over. And then this, and I was like, fuck, well, what's going on over here? Yes. And then ultimately it came, it came word that Coronado was selling it and the new purchaser and it said Bottle Rock. I was like, all right, cool. Let's see what's cracking. Yeah. So um, I was like in it, like, just like, we have to, we have to, we have to. And he's like, cool, let's, we'll, we'll put an offer in and we'll see what's up. And then my wife and I are, uh, we were vacationing. Where were we? It was for like, her birthday. Ah, San Miguel Allende. If he was a, a San Miguel Allende, we were there, we were having a fucking awesome dinner. And then I get a text and he's like, we got it. Oof. I was like, oh, like another bottle of wine. Like we're celebrating. Like, yeah, for awesome. sure. Um, it wasn't as easy though. <laughs> from, from them saying, yeah, you got it to actually getting the keys was like, trials and tribulations. There has been no greater <laughs> learning experience for myself at, in my business owner stage of life than that, bro. It's like, oh, cool. You signed the lease. It's on. Uh, uh, fucking 18 months later, then we're open, yeah. you know? Or it's just everything. Nothing is easy. No, even, nothing even is just easy, bro. Signing the lease. Yeah. Like, just to get to, the, to, that, to that point, it took us like four or five months. Bro, I'm in the position right now where I have like a couple of projects going and we're in that like, we'll just sign the contract and we're good. No. We're just signing. And I'm like, no. Fuck no, bro. And I'm looking it over and it's like, this is long and, and it's got so many like little ups and downs and, and, and things that I got to be aware of. And Lots of fine prints. Nothing is easy. Oh, oh so how did you handle it? What's so um, it was back and forth, back and forth. And then we had a, a brewer guy in mind and he went and checked out the brewery system. And he was like, all right, so the kettle's cracked. I was like, what is that? The, the, the kettle is cracked. Like somebody left it on and it cracked. And I was like, okay, so what's longevity? Like how, like how long can we push this as a brewery and try to keep it busy? Like it could be six months. It could be six years. Who knows? And we're like, Oof. all right, that's not what I'm here. So then he started doing more and more things. So before I you know it, just the, the bills start racking up about like just projected, like, we need a new filter. We need new pipes. We need new this. We need new that. We need and every new month new that you're not open, it's money coming yeah, out of your pocket. Like, and we hadn't even we hadn't even uh, signed the contract yet. This is before all that, but we had already handshake agreement. Um, and we were like, we don't know. Shh. Like, what are we getting ourselves into in the whole brewing process? Like, we we don't we don't know. We we're we're the you know food and beverage side. Because I remember know. you guys were when when the word came out that somebody was taking over, it was going to still be a brew pub. Yeah. There was still going to be brewing operations on site. The original plan was- Which yes. is a unique situation there, bro. It's a unique little uh, setup that they had there where once upon a time, Cosimo used to take it over. Yeah. You know, so- And they were Ooh. cranking out some awesome beer. Oh, hell yeah. Like awesome award-winning, oh, I, mm-hmm. some killer shit. But then we started thinking, like, all right, cool. So we have nowhere to store it. So that's one. 
We have nowhere to stay. We had a dry storage thing. All right, cool. But it's like now we have to have a driver. Now, like, I'm going to be bar, bar managing and sales. Like, what are we going to do with all the extra shit? Because it's a 10 barrel system. So every time, if you know, if our yield is, you know, 18 kegs every time, there's no way we can pump through all that stuff. So we're like, we got unless the Dodgers in yeah. town, man, you guys <laughs> fucking like pump crazy, it like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but they're only here about four times a year. So we're we went back to the, to the negotiating table. It's like, so what's the price without the brewing equipment? And they gave us a number. And we're like, sold. We'll Good. take it. We'll take yeah. it. Like that. We'll take it like that. Just because there was so much shit that. Happened. Hey man, if it made sense, you got, you got to jump on that. Yeah. You don't want. It's hard enough to open a business. And if you start throwing up these variables and these hurdles that you got to jump through, it just makes it more difficult, man. And now, I, in hindsight, like I, I'm very thankful for that opportunity just because like, we would have been open 14 weeks and then the pandemic hit. So now we're a new brewery with with you know all these, all these product and kegs and then the pandemic and we're like, okay, now we would have been double fucked. Ugh. It's not just the food and beverage side. Now it's like we have all this distribution, all these like kegs just sitting there. So... That was, I'm super stoked about that. That it didn't work out. We're like, cool. So what do we do in the back room? We're like, we're going to fucking build a cutout and we'll put some tables back there, put some games and shit. And I was like, rad. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that place yeah. packed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sick, we'll do that. Um, that didn't happen until much later. So we, we opened up, we have our little, uh, you know, uh, soft opening or whatever. And we're like, I think this is going to be good. Yeah. Like, I think this is going to be good. I think we are, we brighten it up. So I, even though it still has the monkey paw furniture and bar taps, everything, you still get the, that soap, like homely field. Yeah. It's a little bit brighter now. That's, that was our biggest thing. Like make it bright. Shit. You got a Foos Gone Wild doll hanging upside <laughs> over the bar. Homie, forget, <laughs> forget homely. You got homey feel up in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Eddie. My homie, Eddie, uh, he brought it in. He's like, dude, this is, this shit's at my house. Just like in my room. Like, at how do you get it? At, he, he bought it online. Online, he was Jeez. like, like refresh, refresh, refresh until he get he had it, and then he was like, "It's Take at it. home. Can I show it here?" It's like, dude, whenever you want it, it's yours. Come get it, whatever. But Hell he, comes, yeah. he comes and drinks, and he's like, "Oh, that's mine." And I'm like, and "He, it's a good talking point." I took a picture of it. I'm gonna post it. Later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you come up with Bottle Rocket? So Bottle Rocket, that was that was not my first choice. No. Oh yeah. shit! Here we go. The name game. The name game is yeah, always hard, bro. Right. It's, it's always like, hard. It's it. They always say like that's the fun part, like the, the, the no. It was the most no. difficult part ever. It's like okay, you you sign the lease, the money's in the bank, whatever. And I was like, now it's the fun part. Now it's like the concept. This is the what's, no, it's fucking brutal. It's I have total. It's five of us with various different stakes, um, and we all had the same voting power for name, and it was just a lot of different things happening, like a lot. But it was at least. I guess it was like the middle of the road for everybody. Okay. Like it was like nobody, like I was, I had my own shit. I wanted to like completely dive, dig even deeper to like the English pub feel, make it like even darker and the fucking like little green lamps coming from every table Down. and shit. Like I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go like That's that. That's my favorite style of place to go drink. Yeah. You know, honestly. Right? Yeah, like, for sure. I wanted to go that size. And then everybody wanted to be like, oh, this will brighter and like families and shit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't have kids at the time. So I was like, eh. <laughs> Whatever, you know, but now I have kids. I'm like, cool, it's great. Um, so we, it, we all wrote names down, and we we're like, what's what's nostalgic, right? And one of them, like, what, like a bottle rocket, like guete, like just boom, boom. I was like, ah, that's cool. Like, you know, we were all we we're all boys. We all hung out with blue, blue shit up, and I remember going to Tijuana and fucking these days at the end, whatever, and grabbing a fuck ton of fucking guetes. We would do that shit in Mexicali. Palomitas yeah. 
Mexicani, I remember going to the little store and just buying all the fucking cuetes and just boom. And in in my grandparents, like a uh, front yard that like a slab of concrete. And yeah, all my cousins would go over and fuck cuetes was the shit, bro. Like there was, there was nothing greater no. than, than cuetes and churrumais con limoncito, bro. <laughs> you know, like that, that's kind of what built my stomach into eating takis and flaming chirros and all that. It's like, it's, it's an iron. Yeah, bro. Like it was churrumais <laughs> and, and con limoncito and getting my uh, tata, going with my tata to the corner store and getting kawamas. Bro, you trade in the, the empty see. bottles and get the filled ones. And I was like, yeah, this is the shit. And then you'd get, ten mijo, comprate unos cuetes. <sighs> you know? We just go and blow our fucking face off pretty much, but it was fun. My, my mom, I remember when I started, my mom, like my dad was lighting them for me and I was tossing, like throwing them. So my dad would light them and I would toss it. I remember one time and uh, it was a short fuse and it popped right in my ear. Ufa. Like, she fucking laid into my dad and I was like probably like eight, nine. And she's like, what the hell are you like? What is, in what world is this like? Okay, my dad's like, my dad's kind of like me, like, hey, he's a boy. It's a fucking like, firework, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's a boy. Did it fall off? No. no yeah, that, that shit. He's he going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we, uh, long story, we all wrote the names down and we gave a uh, point system. So we had yeah. five names. And it's like, okay. Kind of that bitch American Idol style, bro. <laughs> we had five names and then it's like, okay, number one. That's top choice gets five points, so on and so forth. And then Bottle Rocket just ended up winning. And I was like, What was your go to? What was yours? Uh, I forget what was, what was gonna... See, if you don't remember, it no, wasn't no, good no, enough. No, 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 no. Este, no, it probably wasn't. I remember what it what was it? God, the study. The study. The study. It was like, Damn, like, why? Like, like a study, yeah. In love with the English pub mentality. See, Look at I you. Was like the study. Kind of like I, I had like leather bound books and shit. And <laughs> Smelled like, of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad it didn't work out. I'm glad where we're at because it's uh, the best thing about Bottle Rocket that I like is that we cast a wide net. Yes, sir. Anytime I go in there, yeah, it's a wide variety yeah, of wide people there. Net. It's not like, you know, you can see some like, you know, some homies there hanging yeah, out. Yeah. But then you also see like some like professional like, i've done that i've seen yeah, them and yes then it's like you get like middle of the road people and then you get it's like it's cool hey, we'll, we like you all i've seen a lot of hipsters there <laughs> i've seen a lot of uh motorcycle dudes uh, I, I, yeah <laughs> I, i've seen uh your, your regulars i know who your, your your regulars are um yeah man and it's funny because some of the people that i've seen have been there through the changes have been there through They're the monkey, monkey paws been have been there through like you know all of the jewel box and i'm like oh fuck that's loyal to the soil or that's just their neighborhood yeah this is my neighborhood watering hole i don't care what comes in here unless it's 10 barrel because that, that that shit didn't last very long Oof. you know but it's Oof. like i'm coming here this is my spot and this is where i'm going to represent and it works it, i was very thankful because a lot of the people that when we opened up were like we just want to come check it check, check you guys out mm -hmm. see what you guys are doing it's like because monkey paul the monkey paul was like hey i get it yeah the monkey paul hole was a Deep one that yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. kind of sour how it all went down. So people were not left with the best taste in their mouths. So we were like, we gotta do the spot right. And I'm like, we're gonna do it right, don't worry about it. Like we're gonna be friendly, offer good service, and have a good product. Like boom. That's that's the main goal. And even then it's not gonna be for everybody. No, even and then, then you got but th that's something you gotta let go initially and, and, and from the get and be like I did not know that. At first I got like really like Bent out of shape. Yeah. I want to be liked by everybody. Yeah, I, like, I don't want somebody not to like me. I was like, no, fuck you, man. Yeah. This place is awesome. Yeah, yeah. real shit. But then I was like, hey. <laughs> then you get that first Yelp review. You're yeah, like, God okay. damn it. <laughs> and I was like, no, you know what? Cool. People are going to like it for whatever reason. And that's their opinion. Cool. What I, what, what I do want to be is a good part of the community where people can hang out. We're going to be a, a constant, like, just, you know what you're going to get. You're gonna Bro, get you're a destination spot. 
Because you're, truth be told, you're in a spot that not a lot of people know about unless you know about it, you know? I know about it because, hey, pet goes right down the block and I know how to get there and this part is out of the way. I park in front of your spot. The freeways five south is right there up the street. So it's like we leave our car there, we get the the little cycles, and we go to the stadium. Everything works out for us. I and timed I, it 13 minutes. There walk. it is, bro. 13 minute walk from Bottle Rocket to the stadium. <laughs> and, and I've done that one way too many times. I mean, I, my, my knees are old, bro. I got soccer on Tuesday nights. I, I got to make sure I take care of my. So we just we and it's. I'll tell you this to the penny, four dollars and eighteen cents. Ah, all right. Scooter? If I take the, the bird, bird from your spot to the front of uh, Petco on Park. It's four dollars and eighteen cents. There's plenty of birds. You know, always plenty of birds and the little bikes now. And I'm there in less than six minutes, dude. You know, so I tell wife, it's like, it's, have I made wifey make this rush? She's like, I don't want to fall. Well, then don't fall. I just pay attention to what like, you're doing. Follow me. Yeah, and and, and, it, and it gets a little, you know, you, you get, the adrenaline starts yeah. flowing because there's cars, there's traffic. You know, game on Friday night. We get there like around five thirty. We leave a bottle rocket like around six fifteen to six thirty. There's traffic. Always. There's people going into the stadium. There's people leaving downtown. There's people going into downtown. So it's like, oh shit! It kind of becomes like a game of chicken on the little. And you, we're gonna lose. We're on a Every fucking. Time. We're on a scooter, bro. <laughs> but you save time and you save money. And I, that's why I love going there. I used to love going there for the five dollar pints on game day. I go there now just because one, I know you. Two, yeah. it's it, it's it's a it becomes a part of a habit, a routine. I've done it so many times. We've been tick, uh, season ticket holders for years that it's like, I go in there and I've only seen you a couple of times. And um, who do I, I see a buff guy. Ah, usually, buddy Adrian. Okay, I usually see a buff guy and, and a young lady that's always working with him. And yeah, we always go in there. We sit down, we go to the back, we have a pint, look at our watch. It's like, I'm gonna wait, it's time. I haven't had the food yet. Okay. Did you so, did tell me a little about so the menu the that you menu, guys offer? So the menu is a, I call it the small but mighty menu. Mm, all right. Uh, I think total, it might be like 10 items. Like if that, so, you know, it's, it's you're going with that pub menu to the T yeah, look at you, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. It's like, if you're going to do, do it, good, do it right. So the top two items are going to be the burger mm. and the cheesesteak. So right. the cheesesteak, it's, uh, I, I know that you grandfathered that <laughs> cheesesteak and I was like, well, we have to have one. Like we have to have it. It's like, it doesn't have, it's not going to have naughty sauce, but we'll, we'll make it our own. Did you guys make something similar to naughty sauce? So we have our own little, like, uh, uh, it's called kind of rocket sauce. Mm, Magnoso sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, dude, I love our cheesesteak. I, I love all of our food. That's the thing. It's Hell like, yeah. yeah. I love it. It's, um, uh, the burger is like a smash patty burger. So if you're like super thin and crispy, uh, we always say you got to double up. So it's like, everyone's like, oh, single patty. I'm like, come on, guy. Come on, dude. Come on, guy. Like, you want to double up? Are you really hungry? He's like, yeah, didn't do it. All right. If you go to In N Out, do you get double doubles? Yes, then get the double. Handle. Like, exactly. You're fine. It, trust me, you're not going to regret it. And every time I was like, oh, it's the perfect amount. Like the, I always get here, like it's the perfect meat to bun ratio as far as like everything. Don't goes. be nasty, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be nasty, bro. <laughs> um, but our burger's looking great. Like it's it's small, it's nice. It's Has it been hard to kind of like um, differentiate your menu from what people know? that location to, to be? Yes. I can imagine. Lot, especially now. A lot of people, other things are opening up. I didn't get the chance to check us out previously, you know, before the, you know, 14 weeks pre-pandemic that we were open. So we're getting new customers all the time. Yeah. They're like, oh, no crisp cut fries? And I'm like, sorry, man, no crisp cut fries. <laughs> Bro, it's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always, I kind of want to remind my staff, it's like, hey, we're still getting new people. Yeah. So every time, Somebody comes in, it's like, you know, just treat them like they've never been here before. And because they haven't. Yeah. They've never been to Bottle Rocket. Yeah. You know, this is an opportunity to turn an, an old patron into a new patron, exactly. you know? 
What I do, uh, I do like um, that Monkey Paw had a a sign that and it says like how it works. And like number one, like you know, pick a beer. Number two, order your food at the bar. Number three, we'll bring the food out to you. We we kept it. If it ain't broke, it, don't it fix exactly. it, bro. We kept it. We put it straight up. First thing you see when you walk in, look at the pole. It's right there. And I'm like, awesome. This is exactly how, like, that exactly. It's ain't, it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's one of the things that we kind of, like, wanted to do. But then we had we wanted to do kind of things our own way. Um, from the Regals, you know, people were asking, it was going to be the same Regal food. It's going to be the same burger at the Regal. It's going to be the same wings. And we changed everything a little bit. Because nice. we don't want to... Being so close to Washington and industry, it's almost like we don't want to cannibalize our own customer. Like, you know, we don't want to like, oh, well, why am, why am I going to go there if I can come right here? It's closer or whatever. But um, it's been solid. Like, I think uh, like it's the most expensive on the menu is like $11. So that's another thing. It's like you're not going to break the bank. And that's crazy because now $11 is par for the course yeah. on a menu, bro. Every, you know? Anywhere. Once upon a time, it was six dollars. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, cool. And I remember watching uh, what is it, Pulp Fiction. It's like, oh, I want to, I just want to see what a milkshake? five dollar milkshake. I want to see what a five dollar milkshake. Motherfucker, I want a five dollar milkshake. <laughs> Shit, they're like eight, nine, ten dollars. You know, it's like at damn. Mac- at McDonald's, maybe, but damn. nowhere else. Yeah, yeah and I, I like the menu. I think it's fucking rad. Um, we do a pretty good special on Wednesdays. Ooh, here it is. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we do uh, dollar wings on Wednesdays. Oh, we have right. six different flavors. It's one of our busiest days. Um, we crank through wings. And our wings are not the little rinky-dinky, like, whatever. No, we buy, like, the Fr- Flintstone jum- wings, jumbo party wings and everything. All right. Shit, good. I'm going to so. put you on the spot now, bro. We have a little club called the Emil Brown Social Club. And um, our members received a nice little black, thick, cut, right. fucking Amex-style card. Thick. Tell me more. <laughs> Don't be nasty. <laughs> we've gone around town to local establishments, homies that we reach out to. And, you know, we've got a nice little... Um, arsenal of businesses that have jumped on, you know, coffee shops, little restaurants, bars, breweries. They come in, they present this card to you. And this card, you know, usually it'll get them some sort of a discount. You know, we call it part of the Emo Brown Social Club card. What are you willing to do? What am I willing to do? Oh, you know, as, as, a, as a Mexican owner here now, and you're going to be an alumnus of the Emo Brown Academy of Podcasting. What can we expect to go into, you know, to the pre-gaming party spot for every fucking Padre game? And I drop that card on the table. What are we getting? Boom. I would probably say, sorry, I would give you happy hour prices, which are happy hour before COVID was a dollar off everything. Boom. So a dollar off every item. Just show that thing and you get a dollar off. So Boom. you order done. You order five beers, you get five five dollars off. So on and so forth. <laughs> there it is, man. From that from the owner's mouth himself, yeah. Emo Brown Social Club members, make sure every Padre game we make a stop. We got to make a stop at Bottle Rocket. You bring your card. You drop that card. Make sure you tell your staff. Coming on. <laughs> send, send, send a text. Hey, guys. Right oh, shit. Be a lot of Mexicans <laughs> from the South Bay coming with these black thick cards. You better hook them up. Now, yeah, so we're slowly uh, building that up because, you know, it's a way to raise awareness for businesses, new businesses, you know. You. And one, it's easy because your, your location is awesome. You're a cool dude. Thank I can't you. wait to try the menu. And now fun. it's like, fuck, you're part of, you're part of the Emo Brown Network. And we appreciate that. And I'm that. proud of it. Hell yeah, yeah brother. So now that that is done, tell me, I caught you saying something earlier that you have five partners. Yes. How is it operating with five partners? Um, it's actually not- Nobody's that- listening. Go ahead. <laughs> it's actually not, that, not as hard as uh, it is. Uh, you think it is. Yeah, we all have different mentalities and viewpoints and stuff. But um, for the most part, Adrian, mm-hmm. the big buff guy, and myself, we like the day-to-day. Okay, cool. So- is he one of your partners as well? Yes. Okay, so that's also something I, I really enjoy. I love it when partners, when it first getting started, are there. 
doing the daily operation. You know, you need it. Yeah, People I, don't understand that payroll is one of the higher expenses that you got to deal with on a day to day, on a monthly basis, bro. If I'm not there, he's there. And that's the rule. Like if he's not there, I'm there. That's shit. I catch him there a lot, bro. Yeah. So you go you probably go on Fridays and Saturdays. Probably, yeah. yeah usually for for Padre games, yeah. you know, and 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 I've gone on a gone on a Wednesday. Yeah. I've got I go a lot, yeah. you know. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I enjoy going to Padre games. I enjoy stopping at your spot. We don't spot stop anywhere else. We used to go to the field uh, on Market just because it's a cool little pub, and I I'm a big fan of the pub mentality. I love pub mentalities, and and I solidified that even when we went overseas to catch some football matches. What we did was go pub pub pub. We didn't go to restaurants. We went to pubs nice. and had drinks and meals. And now I had to come back and it's like fuck. That would be the great spot to open. Like, you know, like I would love to open a, a, a pub. I don't know if that would, if that would work over here, you know, <laughs> it, over there is more communal, bro. It's, it's, it's uh, somebody was saying you, you, you get your little tribe. Yeah. You build a little tribe, right? It's very communal yeah. over there. It's like na- every neighborhood has its own pub yeah. and, and every neighborhood is just like, they're very possessive about it, bro. You know? And that's their, that's their spot. And you better not talk shit about it or you get done. And if you do, you're going to yeah, get handled. Yeah. So yeah, man, th- thank you for opening up and taking over that spot. I feel, I feel like that's awesome. But yeah, working with five partners, I deal with one fucking partner, Kevin Lewis, <laughs> the big Viking looking guy. And it's easy. You know, there's solidified roles. He does what he has to do. I do what I have to do and everything else. We just kind of delegate it to, to glasses and it works like that. You know, with five people, does it get tricky? Uh, it, it, it can get tricky, but then I, what I like about having five is that, uh, when it comes down to voting, you know, it's like, cool. Then there's a three to two, but the three wins and that we'll go, we'll go with that. Um, sometimes what it is tough is that those, my other partners, they have their own business. Yeah, as well. for sure. So it's, you know, with what works over there might not work over here. You know, it's even though like, as you know, you gotta know your audience, bro. Geographically, yeah. it's super close, but it just not, might not work. And then throw the pandemic on top of things. You said labor, and you said, you know, what everybody's going through in the food and beverage is that they can't hire enough people. So we want to open lower. We want to have more hours, but there's we were having a tough time. Bro, what today. happened to our workforce? It's yeah. it's gone. It's gone. You know, once upon a time, I would get emails on the monthly basis, dozens of resumes. You know. Now, like we, every time we put out something saying, hey, we're hiring, they trickle in. Like the workforce is, is no longer there. I mean, you know, we, we'd like to think we give competitive wages when people start working. You know, we were, I think we're at 14 or $15 starting here, plus all your tips. tips. They like, handle it. We don't even mess with that. That's all yours. It's just crazy that I feel like once upon a time, this was a job highly sought after working and, in the service industry. And especially here in San Diego, where yeah, you, sure. you get, you know, everybody goes out. You know, you get a lot of influx from, uh, you know, tr- uh, tourism and things like that. But for my personal experience, everybody says like, excuse me, everybody says, oh, you know, well, you know, the unemployment and all this and all that. that's definitely a factor. Yeah. But I know for a fact about, you know, four homies that used to work in kitchens, but now they're one of them's in tree trimming. A couple of them are doing like Trader Joe's and like uh, sprouts and shit. Mm-hmm. And the other one, like we're into construction. And they're like, dude, I make more here. I'm not in the grill. I'm not behind the grill. I don't have to deal with, you know, with people. And it was kind of like the- I don't have like, crazy hours. Like a refresh, right? Yeah. It was, and, and that's the thing is that people are right now are kind of like, let's see where the, everything, you know, where the dust settles. The dust has to settle. It's still early in the game post-pandemic shit. We're not even post-pandemic. No, we're still in you it. Know, so like, we're, we're still in this thing. And now like, now they're, they're starting to like- Pimp the new strain, the the, 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 what Delta. Is it, the Delta strain, yeah. you know? So it's like, okay, shit, we've seen this before. Yeah. So 
who knows what's going to happen moving forward. But I don't blame people for, you know, uprooting and, and rediscovering new passions. Yeah. You know, I mean, shit, I'm all about that. I only started this podcast because of that. You know, we, we went full force with this like 2020. You know, we had it before that, but it was kind of like, yeah, fucking around. Kind of sporadic. Yeah. And, and now it's like, no, man, like this is fun. I get to meet cool people. So, I mean, I feel people right now are control alt deleting what they used to be about. Yeah. Like, fuck, man, I don't want to be in the service industry. P- customers are dicks. You know, people are rude and they are. Yeah. You know, people right now are rude. That was obviously a generalization. We, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't normally get a lot of it, although we get more of it now than we used to. And I talk to my staff and we have like a legit doorman that's here every Friday and Saturday because that Thursday, Friday and Saturday moving forward, I feel it's going to have to start because it, it gets wild. It gets overwhelming. Yeah. We used to get away with certain uh, staffing structures in the past. That doesn't exist anymore. I used to get away with not having a tasting room manager. That doesn't work anymore. Like now I feel like I need more hands on deck to make sure things get handled. And why? People don't know how to act. You know, when we had uh, rules that we had to abide by, not necessarily house imposed rules. Yeah. You know, the mask, the social distancing, you know, those aren't rules that we, you know, liberals had to like, (laughs) we came up with and we wanted to, no, we, we all play by a certain set of rules that if we don't, we get fined, ultimately get shut down. You know, you, you want, you want to say you support small business and you support everyone in this community. You got to play by those rules. You know, now those rules aren't necessarily being imposed on small business. So you come in and there's no mask, you know, there's no issues, but now people just, I feel like it's different game now. Uh, Yeah. I, I, for some people, they're not used to being around strangers anymore, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're still used to what their little pod was and mm-hmm. now going out and like, you're not in your living room getting drunk anymore. You're out with, you know, a lot of other people that are doing the same thing. They want to have a good time. And if you're not, you know, if you're imposing on their good time, that's when I have to ask you to bounce. Like, and that's just how, or like, just, you know, pump the brakes. Yeah. Relax. Take it easy. Yeah. Have a water. Easy. <laughs> but, you know, luckily, knock on wood, we haven't had too much. Here, I have a piece of wood. Specifically for that reason, go ahead, handle it. Thank you, sir. Uh, but talking about my uh, partner Adrian, that dude's a freaking brick house, dude. I ain't right? fucking with that yeah, guy, exactly. bro. I look so, at that guy as like, ah, oh, man, I'm fucking sober as a nun, but I think I'm gonna have one beer and dip. Yeah. So, and then he just got a head tattoo too. So now he's oh, like he's even more menacing. Yeah, you know? like, so of course, if if he's being on the bar and you try to act crazy and but is a sweet man, bro. Yeah, and when I order, he's like, oh yeah, bro, coming around picking up glasses. This guy gets yeah. down. He's awesome. Like it's a, it, we have a perfect like working relationship as far as like me, you know, tiny little Mexican going like, yeah, yeah whatever, boom, boom, boom. And he's like super chill, very, uh, more like, you know. You more, just describe yourself stoic. kind of like flavor Flav, bro. What was that? Flav. <laughs> like I'm over here just getting the party yeah, started, like, hey, bro. One new shot, tell you, let's go. Boom. So now you're what? A little more than a year operating. How's it been? Uh, much better now. Um, for, you know, the better part of the past, like, nine months or so it was, it was rough like it was really rough so you're saying opening the business is not easy uh no <laughs> breaking news <laughs> opening a business is hard as fuck <laughs> it costs too much money oh it requires God. too much time and a lot of stress, stress. goes into it i think yeah. the, the, the stress factor is the one where it's it's you know before i was say, say this like when i used to work for the other bars and stuff the there was always a a ceiling of like, okay, I can only do to here. Yeah. Then I just and the rest of it is yeah. like, that's not my problem. Unfortunately, yeah. like, oh, you know, I can only do this much without getting the approval for somebody else. How about now, Elias? How about now? Now it's like, dude, I had to work a kitchen shift the other day because I had nobody coming in and I was like, all right, cool. We had literally have, 
it, we either close close it down or I jump behind the kitchen and I I trained a little bit, uh-huh. not a lot, but I've been you know around it for eight years or so, and I do like all the cooking at home. So you were so smash burgering up, winging it, it actually up. Worked out. Uh, no food got sent back. Uh, we had the company thing. Nice. Everybody was happy. <laughs> Those were the things that you were looking yeah, at the morning. Exactly. You're like, fuck, how many dishes are going to get sent back? Yeah. How many fucking dishes am I going to have to like, comp? Yeah. So my whole deal was like, if I wouldn't need it, I wouldn't put it out. So cool. that was the whole thing. It was like, okay, make sure everything's hooked through. Bro, but we eat anything. No, but even then, you got <laughs> to like make sure that people are going to spend money on it. They're going to be happy with it. For sure. It's not like you getting home and it's like, uh, whatever. Huevo con guine otra vez. Fuck, bro. Shit. Not even a tortilla, piece of bread. Fuck, I'll eat it. Whatever. Uh, just put the fork in. Así nomás en la salor. Boom. <laughs> Give it a twirl. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, it was, it was, but that's the thing. It's like, there's not, oh, well, that's not my problem. No, every, every problem <laughs> is your problem. And you don't leave it behind. You no, take it home with you every, every problem night. Is your problem? If there's like a little tiff between you know coworkers, that's you're in there. It, whatever the bills, of course you're yeah, in there. Yeah, that's you. Like everything. So that's a one thing inventory. Though. Hey, that's you again. Yeah. Ah. Every problem is your problem. Unfortunately, if nobody like if it gets to you, like you gotta solve it. So, but at the same time, I feel I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I'm very like sweet that I can actually kind of know every aspect of the business. You're the man for the job. Yeah. I I, I was, you know, ready and I was prepared enough to make that happen. Now, do I want to have a, you know, a weekly kitchen shift? Never know. You might convince me into it. You know, it was cool. Put my apron on out there. You know, like hell. Yeah. Shit. Just look at the numbers. You'd be like, how much am I saving by not having a cook here? All right, cool. I'm in. Sweet. Sold. Maybe I'll do three. But, um, you know, I'm still, you know, bartending, you know, I still work four days a week. Good for uh, you, man. It's, it's a hustle. That's the best and funnest part of my job. Easiest too. Cause you I've get been, to talk to people. And I've been doing it for so long that it's like, I feel comfortable. Like, yes, yeah, I, I may get, you know, thrown off by a certain cocktail or whatever. But other than that, I'm like, yeah, they're just Google. It's become second nature to you. Yeah. I was like, hey, Cause you guys are a full bar. Yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah, dangerous. Bro. It is. Shit. It is. Any bad experiences that have happened so far? Um, not too bad. All right. All right. Uh, I wasn't there for one, but <laughs> the, the story goes, there was like a group of like ladies and they're all getting after it. And, uh, they're like four shots and they're like, mm, maybe not, but against the better judgment, they're like, cool, four shots. And one of the girls just grabs it and just dumps it on the ground. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> just like, not even tries to drink it. She's Fuck like, you pay me. <laughs> like, nope. And I was like, cool. That'd be $8. Yeah. No matter what, I don't care. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like <laughs> whether you consume it or not, you're still paying it. Uh, but it, you know, luckily, um, we've been able to handle most situations. Uh, you know, we, we got some dicey situations with like, you know, homeless people and stuff like that, where I've had to like step in and be like, all right, like, please, I'm asking you nicely. I'm not touching you. I'm not invading your space. Just you know, like, there's that way or that way. Pick a, pick, pick a side and just walk towards it. And that's it. And that's my, my, my usual play is like, can I talk to you outside? Oh, and then once I get you outside, then I was like, "All right, dude, there's that street and that street. Just get to step in out there. I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I want to deal with you. Like, I don't care what you have to say. Everybody wants to be a boss until you got to do boss, boss shit, bro. Shit, yeah. And then that's when it's like, oh. uh, it then, is what it is. There's a lot of fun times, but there's yeah. a lot of down times, man. So now what? What's next? More, more businesses that Elias is going to open. Uh, well, further growing the I, brand. I, I don't want to stop here. I'll tell you that. All right, cool. Yeah, I don't want to stop here. I think um, if we were able to survive. Through this pandemic, through the crazy shit, and then we're still out there. Gives you a certain sense of confidence, yeah, huh? It's, it's like, like I cool. made it through this. I, if I can do, if I can make it through that, I can 
make it throw anything else. Yeah. So my, my, you know, my whole deal is like, let's go number two, like with the same concept, different concept, concept, whatever. Um, my whole mentality is that like you get one to like, you get one bar and it's like, cool, that's going to be like the, the foundation. That's your training facility. Yes. That's your Fisher price of yeah. pubs, and of then, restaurants, of a bar, of a brewery. And then you grow from and then that. You grow it. And then you yeah. get, get the second one and hopefully, uh, yeah, that's my goal. My Good goal for is you, keep, man. Keep on going, keep on grinding. I, I don't, I'm, I'm still, you see, you called me young earlier. So yeah, I'm still young. You're young like, as yeah, fuck, bro. Man. I got you by seven years. Come on, guy. Oh, man. We're at a soccer game tonight. Let's go. <laughs> on these knees? No, 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 no play no. on your feet. What are you doing when you play on your knees? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> no, pues sí. No, ya está rucón, bro. You're 35. You know, right now, this is... Because the baby. How, you have a nine-month-old baby. Nine felicidades. Yeah, thank felicidades. You, thank you. Baby boy Malachi. And how long have you been married now? Uh, four years. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, See, son? This is, this is the time. Having a kid is what kind of like got me to like look in and be like, I got to do something different. I can't be, I can't just do this for the rest of my so life. Like financial I, shit, right? And I was like, I, yeah, I was like in banking and, and I was like, I got to get out. I got to do something different. You know, I'm stuck in a cubicle, you know, I'm in the back. I don't even see customers. I'm just in a cubicle all day. I got to get out of here. Yeah. And yeah, I remember my mom brought my, uh, my youngest to, or my oldest rather to the, the office. And I was like, shit, I don't want this. You know, I go to work like at eight in the morning, usually by seven 30 and I don't come home until like seven. It's like, I'm going to miss out on yeah, the bulk, yeah. the meat part of the sandwich of their day. Mm. You know, I don't want that. So yeah, it kind of like, it, it lit a, a little light inside of me. It just lit a little candle and it just started burning. And that's when I said, fuck it. I got to do this. I got to do that. I had, I put goals in motion, you know, I had things on a wall. And I was like, all right, this is what I got to do to get well, to what this. What do you call them? Uh, what are you saying? Your, your sister does it? Yeah, them? the pinchy like, vision board, vision bro. Board. <laughs> They're lame as shit, you know, but it ultimately, I did a vision board, you know? It wasn't like all like nice and, and, and cute, like a collage and this and that. It was just like a little pink, I have a little pink little uh, handheld little notebook. And I wrote on there, what do I want? Boom, That's this. Cool. How do I get to that? Boom, 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 boom. Guess what? I have a goal and I have steps to lead to the goal. That's a fucking plan. That's it. That's it. So I, I was like, I have a plan to get to this. Now what else do I have to do? Boom, 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 boom. I need this much money? Okay, who am I hitting up? How am I going to generate this money? Who, how, when? It just takes time. Yeah. You don't just throw shit on a wall and say, I'm going to have fucking five businesses. All right, That's Playboy. That's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. You got you to gotta fucking work. You just can't put it on a wall and all of a sudden it's going to happen. You know, you got to realize you got to surround it. I surround myself with people that know what they need to do. And I'm one of those people, you know, where I'm a cog in the wheel of things that need to get done. Like I, it's, it's not a one man show. Like never like, yeah, I might be like the face of bottle rocket or whatever. That's but, your role. But that's, that's my role. That's your role. But there's so much more yeah. shit happening yeah. behind that. That's like, that's guess what? That lets, it's me, a, that lets me play my role. It's right? a pretty face. Don't oh, get me wrong. But, that, but there's a lot more needed yeah. than a pretty face to make it happen. You know, I've known a lot of businesses that were one man operation, one woman operations, and ultimately they fail. Why? Cause you're not, you're not plugging all of the holes. You know, if one hole comes yeah, it's up, a, it's like, you it's got it. Like no a, problem. Like I got ship, it. Right? Yeah. Oh, here's another hole. Fuck. Yeah, I, bail. I got it. Guess what? Five holes. Now you're fucked. Yeah. You know, and if you don't have the right infrastructure surrounding you to make it work, shit, I'm lucky. You know, I'm lucky. I have people in, in, in our corner that, that help us now that we're fucking four years in. It's like, okay, cool. I don't have to be that. I don't even have to be the face anymore. You know, I'd, I'd much rather not. Yeah. I just much rather be in the background connecting dots, you know, being like, okay, cool. That, you know what? I like what they're doing. How can, how can we link up with them and make it work? Cool. And then that's kind of what I'm doing. Just building business development. And then not, not to uh, do anything, but having a good support system at home. Right? Yeah. It's also like, tell me without your wife's support, oh, fuck, this doesn't dude, get done. This doesn't get done. At, at all. None of this. Like, I, Nothing. I, 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 
Not that there's anything wrong, but you're still fucking in the mowing yards in, in National City. Yeah, not, you're, you're, you're still landscaping in National what? City. Yeah, and I'm cool, and I get my little, like, you know, fucking retirement fund. Yeah. Like I say, but I, I but you would you would have been financially comfortable, but you wouldn't have been, like, emotionally, spiritually, and just, like, fulfilled, mm, right? fulfilled yeah. bro. Like, everybody, like, my, my best friend is, like, he's fucking proud of me. Like, the shit, he's awesome. He's, like, the fucking DA. And I'm I'm proud of shit of him. Like you're fucking DA. And like we grew up together, neighbors and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bro, like when we opened up, I'm so proud of you. I was like, why? I was like, we don't do this. I was like, Rasa, like we don't we don't do this. Like we don't build cool shit. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. And there's no reason why we shouldn't. Yeah. Right. There's nothing. What do you think it is? There's no reason. I, I, like I, for me, I think we pull build our own barriers. Right. Like we build our own little excuses. And everybody, it's so easy to right because failure being being Scared to fail is massive. Like yeah. it's, it's, I wake up with it every morning. I woke up from it in the middle of the night. Last night, I was telling my wife, he was like, I woke up and I realized, oh shit, the golf tournament is coming up. Our fucking, you know, our Emo Brown Foundation tournament is coming up in, in a little bit more than a month and a half. Fuck. So I started like grinding and getting on it. Fortunately, I have a solid team behind me, you know, but these are the things, bro. Like I'm afraid of everything. You know, and somebody was telling me it's a midlife crisis. It's like, yeah, if you're afraid of this, you're, it's a midlife crisis. Some people buy sports cars. Some people have affairs. Some people like whatever. It's like, you're just afraid. Of, and I am. I'm afraid of raising my kids. I'm afraid of like, you know, like what other business ventures. There's just, um, everything scares me. Where like maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, fuck it, gun home. Let's go. Balls Build it. Let's balls go. In the middle, let's do it. I don't know if I can do any of the things that I'm doing now if I started them now, now. right now. Right. You know, right now it's just like, okay, we put it in play. Let's keep it going. Yeah. But I don't know if I could start it right now. There would well, just be yeah, too well, many things to be afraid of. Yeah, the hardest thing about pushing a rock is getting it started, yeah. right? Like yeah. the, the momentum first, is the first, there. Yeah, yeah, the momentum is there now. Yeah. But fuck, bro, it's it, it's nuts, and I'm I'm stoked as shit, and I'm really excited about what we have going. And I'm like, like I said, like without the support system, without my wife, like I don't think it's gonna happen. God, not to meet you at the romantico, dude. I'm just trying to, you know. Good for you, bro. Um, I'm really, yeah, I love her to death. Pleasure to meet you today. Dude, thank you. Pleasure to sit down and shoot the shit and, and, and dig into yeah. the soul of I can keep on, I, I can keep on going, but I know this is like only like an hour podcast. So I'm cool. We got 50, it's 58 minutes oh, right now. Perfect. You know what? I did one over the weekend when the chicle and his wife, Selena and my wife, Crystal. And it was like, I think it was close to two hours. We call those episodes the couples therapy. Yeah. And we've done like three, I think. And bro, yeah, they just go forever. Yeah, they I mean, go there's, forever. There's, there's there's more personalities. Well, yeah, and then the, the wifeies just want to roast us, bro. I feel they get Why an not? opportunity like, ooh, you think you this? Boom, bam. Tell me about this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, you're saying all this shit about doing this and that, but you can't wash your baby bottles. Oh, bro. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna out myself, bro. You always talk about being positive and doing all these things, and and you do them. But here, I have to like fucking harass you to to wash the dishes. You're, you're negative. You're this. I was like, hey man, I'm a work in progress. This, so like, shit. Maybe, maybe this is my so therapy right now. I, I'm 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 go. I'm working through my issues right now. When I come home, this is like fuck. Yeah, I'm back like, in a rut sometimes, and I just got. Man, but without wifey and my family, this is nothing. No, I got kids for that now, bro. Dude, I just can't wait for my baby. My eight-year-old was like, um, can I play this? I said, yeah. Yes. How many points do you have? I need this many points. Boom. You know how I can get these points? Take out all the garbage in the house. Tell Take me the more bathroom. about this point system. They want to play video games. They want to watch TV. You know, they get a certain amount of points that they need to collect during the week 
to unlock these prizes. Huh, you know, I like it. and I know I've talking to people and they're mixed about, oh, you shouldn't do uh, reward, reward based, based on, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. Guess what? We're all reward based. Yeah, I go, I get up, I do the things I have to do because it gives me money. Money gives me the opportunity to provide a better life for my kids, my family, and myself. So I'm gonna do it. That's reward based. Guess what? They don't want to read. You're not gonna watch TV. You're not gonna no. play this. Okay, boom, no problem. What do I gotta do? Uh, take out the trash. Okay, you can't take out the trash. Guess what? You get to fill the garbage cans with the, the plastic bags. Boom. Dale. Everyone goes up. Now this morning, I was in the bathroom and my oldest one comes in all dressed up, bro. Yeah, cambiado, peinado, brushing his teeth. And I said, you make your bed? Yeah. He's like, what are you doing, bro? It's like, I don't know, it's like 7.30 in the morning. Why are you dressed up? Why do you do all these things? I want to watch TV, Dad. Points. I said, all right, cool. Give me some. It's points. working. You know what I mean? And I get it. Ultimately, things are going to have to get skewed, but right now they're little. Hey, dude, is, your oldest is eight, you said? Yeah. No, but if it works for them, yeah, they, they're getting it that, that, you know. You get out you, what you put you, in. You do X, Y, and Z to get, yeah. you know, this. Yeah. You want it? Go it's after it and get it. So we'll see. Uh, dude, it's awesome. I Elias. like that. Thank you, bro. No, no problem. No, thank it was you awesome, awesome learning about it you. It was great. I love doing this. It was awesome. I, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I listen to pretty much all the podcasts. When's the next Potter game, bro? Let's see. Next I think the day. next Potter game is Monday. They're out. I know they're in Cincinnati today. They play Philadelphia on the 4th. Okay. So let's see. Let's look at this old calendar here. The you know, schedule you know, of games. the little books I used to get by Qualcomm? Yeah. <laughs> they need to bring that shit back, <laughs> right? bro. I'll put that in my wallet. All right. The next game for our... San Diego Padres is Monday, July 5th. Estoy. Okay. Monday, I'm July there. 5th. Guys, take your Emo Brown cards. And if you don't have it. I'll be behind the bars. Yeah, so we're sending them out. Time. They're they're coming out this weekend. You're going to have it. And guess what? The Padres are in town from the 5th of July all the way to the 12th up until the All-Star break. There's going to be plenty of time for us to go out there and pay uh, Eli and, and his partner, Adrian, and everybody else in the crew. We can put, go down there and drop our card and get our happy hour pricing. Grab a beer, grab a burger, take your ass to Peco and watch the Padres win. Bingo. Boom. Thank Gracias you guys. Thank you.